welcome to Bury the Lead. I'm one of your co-hosts, Winnipeg Free Press columnist Jen Zaratti. And I'm your other co-host, Winnipeg Free Press music writer, Aaron Labar. We're very excited because we have slightly upgraded equipment. Yeah, <laughs> so sorry if you can hear everything happening because the mics are very sensitive. But hopefully it's a lot less quiet than it has been or over like the past few episodes. Inconsistent, I think, is, Incons- a, good yeah, <laughs> is, a, good, is a good word to use. That's our brand, yeah. inconsistent. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, today on the show, it's a little bit of a doomsday <laughs> I suppose, episode, yeah. With maybe some hope sprinkled in. We're going to be talking uh, climate, specifically an article that we read in the New York Times that frightened us. It's terrifying. It's actually terrifying. But we're going to localize that a little bit, so that will come up later in the show. Uh, we're also going to talk about hibernation season because it is the beginning of tis, November. It is the time. It's snowed many times here in Winnipeg, so we're going to talk about that and uh, probably do a little bit of a Halloween postmortem. How was your week, Jen? My week has been very busy. <laughs> yeah, you've had a lot of stories, a lot of stuff on the go. Yeah, a lot of stuff on the go, um, which is good, but it's also, it seems to be that thing where it's either I have very quiet days or I'm writing two stories and recording a podcast today. So, but Halloween was last night. It was. Um we had 34 kids, which we, I feel like is pretty good. We're two blocks over. I was at my parents' house and we had 10, maybe nine kids. Yeah. Like I feel like kids go to the mall. Right? And like we were ready. My husband was dressed in a freaking hot dog costume. We were ready for these kids. <laughs> you were ready. And, and no dice. Um, My favorite costume. We do this every year. We kind of talk about our favorite. Yeah. Children. Um, one was dressed as Ash from Pokemon and his dad was wearing a Pikachu mask, which I really appreciate. That's very sweet. And then I think unicorns, like the unicorn, like cozy onesie was kind of a thing this year because we had lots of little girl unicorns. I had a little tiny pineapple come to my door oh my and God. I lost it. He was so <laughs> cute and he can't be more than like two and a half because he was taught, he said trick or treat and he was like, thank you. And then yeah. he loved our pumpkin lights and he was like, ooh, pumpkins. It's <laughs> really, really cute. That's really cute. We yeah. had two boys brothers and uh one of them comes up to me and he goes thank you and they're like no thank you's at the end what do you say and he's like trick or treat and then they're like wait for your brother and he looks over at his brother and he goes i love you bro <laughs> i was really cute <laughs> that's very sweet yeah i enjoyed the confusion and then at the end of the night we had slightly older kids um we had turned everything off like we had kind of you know closed her up yeah we even like striked the halloween decorations like it was over. oh wow and they knocked on the door and i was like okay answer and my husband's like oh like we're just closing up but we we have some left over and this kid was like well you can just give us the box mm, you can <laughs> you can get a job and buy your own box like this box is for me <laughs> i will give you three mars bars each and then away you go like <laughs> the gall of these children and then they're like well if not the box then they'll just take the bowl i'm like again no that's for me <laughs> this is not a bargaining situation you get what i gives you <laughs> how was your week um my partner and i are looking for a new abode to rent and I just kind of forgot how exhausting this process is. Oh, I'm yes. looking for, even if we're not buying, like we still have to go see all these places. And then she's like, every day after work, we're going to look at places. Well, it's essentially like buying without the buying part. Like you still have to right. do that part of the process. Right. And you're still going to be living there. So you want to make sure that it's not a total poo hole. You know, <laughs> like it's, <laughs> it's, it's a lot of work and I'm, it's been about a week and I'm already like, I'm done with this now. So yeah. or, like if we don't find anything this weekend, 
that we love, love, love. I'm like, I'm, I'm done until 2020. Like we're going to have to just hang out, hang, hang in there till, till the new year. I think that's smart. You've had, you, you've had a year. <laughs> it's, it's been very busy and I'm very tired, but um, yeah, we're in a one bedroom apartment with two adults and two cats. So we're feeling a little claustro Yes, and um, definitely need more space. But at the same time, I'm just like, it's just easier to stay for right now. <laughs> well, and of course now everything that you wanted for our neighborhood seems to be happening i know the starbucks barista knows who i am and knows my order after Mm -hmm. five long years and leopold's is opening up a second location like within walking distance on academy on academy it's opening on monday finally i know why are we moving i mean i'm not moving You alerted me to this story. I think we actually read it separately and then we're horrified by ourselves, but then talked about it this morning. <laughs> it sounds about right. Um, yeah, the New York Times ran this story. Can you scroll up so that I can read the title I for can. the people? So if you want to search it out, uh, it's called Rising Seas Will Erase More Cities by 2050, New Research Shows. Yeesh. Okay, but before we get into this, just side note, if you are interested in subscribing... I mean, we want you obviously to subscribe to our paper. Yes. But we recognize that not everybody wants to subscribe to our paper. But if you want to um, subscribe to New York Times, you're interested in that. They have a deal right now where you can pay only a dollar a week for online subscription. And I would highly recommend doing that so you can keep up with your news cycle, especially in this time of pandemonium. Pandemonium. Yes. But Um, anyway, sorry. Also, just another sidebar on our subscriptions, um, because I think people don't know this, that there's various options to subscribe to the free press. So you can do digital only. You can do digital Saturday delivery. See, that's my ideal. Which people enjoy. And that is a good packet. Or you can get your normal print. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get the Saturday paper because I live in an apartment and people would just steal it. But when we move into a separate abode, I plan on getting my Saturday print edition because it's my favorite. Well, yeah, it's just a good... It's like, it's the coziest and paper of the week. Yes, that's exactly. A good, yes, <laughs> they should run that by the ad department. <laughs> Enjoy your cozy paper. Yes. Um, so yeah, so this is published this week. It is an interactive, so you can actually see the sea levels. Oh my gosh. Okay, so the they've created these images, or I guess the the people who did the research created these images, and it shows on one half the previous projected sea level. And then now on the, on the right side, it shows the current projected sea level at 2050. And basically like Mumbai is underwater. Mm-hmm. Alexandria, Egypt, completely gone. 2050. That is That's a, like in the very near future. That is in 30 years. That is within our lifetime. Yes. And like. Well our, within our lifetime. Oh, yeah. And the generation coming up behind us, that is their adulthood. Yeah. Like, can you imagine like Ho Chi Minh City just not existing? Oh, I know. Like the. Um. It's really quite striking, especially when you compare. So I guess. Oh, yeah. Vietnam. Like yeah. all of Vietnam is gone. Uh, according to this. Yeah. Projection. Imagine that. Like. And I think you had said this. The maps really make it real. Oh, man. And like I have. Been, I obviously we work in news. So I'm very aware of like climate arguments and, and especially the last political cycle. Um, but for whatever reason, these maps really like hit it home for, for me how yeah, well, they bad really this is. they really put it into stark relief. And from the article, I guess how they were able to kind of have more accurate predictions is because of satellite imagery, right? So the previous predictions looked pretty bad. Man, these are so much worse. Yeah, I would highly recommend going to find the story and looking at these images. So what does that have to do for local listeners? What does that have to do with landlocked? 
prairie cities such as Winnipeg. Right. So in the story, they were talking about India and how um, the people in the more rural areas, like the not the not the coastal areas mm-hmm. of India, the internal areas, I guess, mm-hmm. um, haven't prepared for the mass migration of people from Mumbai. There's I don't even know what the population of Mumbai is, but it's it's one of, of the world's largest. Most yeah, like tens cities. of millions yeah. of people. And so what this article is saying is that the people that are living not on the coast need to prepare for a mass migration because all those people have to go somewhere and they're going to go where it's landlocked, right? Like it's... And I think there's not really a big enough conversation about climate migration. Yeah. I mean, people talk about migration and talk about immigration and talk about those things, but mm-hmm. in a climate context, mm-hmm. I mean, what like, happens when Texas becomes too intolerably hot or louisiana is or like just storms manhattan is underwater yeah people like, will move inward millions of people need to go somewhere so i do think that winnipeg needs to start thinking about climate migration and how we're going to deal with that because i do believe that the city will be one of the places people go well yeah people will go inward yeah away and they go from the water north right and so hello high center of the continent people are going to be going to us yeah, it's uh, and that will happen within our lifetime. So those who live here buy real estate because <laughs> it's going to be in high demand in about 30 years. When it's funny because I, I actually didn't really think that um, Winnipeg would ever crack a million. Oh, we definitely will. I think we will, especially because we're already over 800,000 now. I think we're definitely on pace for a variety of factors, but I think climate migration is certainly something to think about. But yeah. It's terrifying. It is terifying. It legitimately makes me feel very unwell. (laughs) Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. All the cities are gone. Yeah, everything's drowning. (laughs) Yeah, so I don't know, but I think it's really important that everyone goes to to look at this research. And we were talking as well, uh, kind of related to this conversation, um, about kind of thinking about what we want to do for the 20th anniversary of Y2K. Oh, yes. I think that 2019 and 1999 have a lot in common in in that it feels like we're on the precipice of something like a really defining decade in terms of climate in terms of migration in terms of all kinds of things mm-hmm. like this is going to be the decade that but unlike 1999 where nothing actually happened yeah this is this is actually this very is, important yeah <laughs> but there needs to be more songs i feel like there was a lot of songs about party like you're yeah. not drowning in the sea <laughs> <laughs> perfect <laughs> where's will smith where where's, where's will smith with his climate change anthem i know that's that's what we need in the world is a will smith climate change anthem. <laughs> i'm completely serious okay well uh, I'll, I'll contact his people yes see what you <laughs> I do have all the hookups. i'll leave that file with you okay um moving on it's <laughs> <laughs> that, that song in my head. <laughs> Uh, it's not funny but it is i mean you have to laugh to keep crying (laughs) yes the world doesn't need more water from our tears um it is november which means it is kind of heading into hibernation season well they call it cuffing season oh yes they do we're already cuffed we are cuffed i had to look that i had to google that i'm (laughs) i'm i had to google cuffing season years old yeah, it just means that you're cuffing to a partner yep. for the season so that you don't have to leave your house ever. Exactly. So that you have a snuggle buddy. Right. Um, I don't, I never know what to do about the cable situation in my life. Oh, like paying for TV or yeah. only doing streaming? Yeah. I like TV. I feel like we're like probably the last people hangers on of our generation. Yeah. Just literally just us two who still pay for cable. I know. <laughs> I just, 
TV. I know, me too. Um, and when you live in a place where it's winter for eight months of the year, conservatively, sometimes more, um, <laughs> it's already snowed so many times. Like, I, Oh, I'm aware. Thank you. Yeah. I was like, oh, Halloween still hasn't happened yet, eh? Um, you know, you won't need something to do, but I don't know if I should go like full streaming or if I should pay for cable you had a very genius idea well first i will say that when i lived in new york i didn't have cable so i was basically full streaming i could pick up a few channels just from like the the cloud i don't know like (laughs) like you know when you when you can like when old tvs if you have your little rabbit ears you can pick up so i was able to pick up i think two channels i always had food network and i had um whatever the news channel was interesting right so but for those three years i didn't have cable and i didn't really miss it that much but for whatever yeah. reason now, I know here, I'm like, I can't live without it, which is terrible. <laughs> but my idea was that cable should be offered um, or you should have the ability to like hold, pause your subscription like you can for a newspaper. So say like a se- it'd be like a seasonal subscription. Mm-hmm. So like you could pay from September through March and then like April through August. That's so smart. You wouldn't have it. That is so smart. So you just have it for the winter months. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't think you can. Because like in, in the newspaper industry, people pause their subscriptions in the summer because they're gone at the yeah. lake or whatever. And nobody wants a doorstep filled with exactly. two-week-old news. So cable companies, get, get on, on that. It. Get, get on, on it. it. I'm interested. There are... The reason we're talking about this is because Disney Plus is coming out soon. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know if I can afford another thing. So I got to cancel one of my other things to make room for Disney Plus. And what am I going to cancel? I know. It's... There needs to be more streamlining, I feel. Like. No, because everyone wants their own money. Well, that's... <laughs> I also, I too want my own money. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, um, if, I could, if I could access TLC online, I know they have an app in America, but we can't get it here, then I would absolutely cancel my cable because that's really one of the three stations that I watch regularly. Yeah, like I don't... We are such PBR people mm-hmm. that I don't even really keep track of like when things are on but or then i'd miss all watch, my reality t- i'd miss my mass singer i'd miss survivor i'd have to find them all online which i can because ctv or whoever has their streaming service but still but i wonder if there's a way to kind of and i did this because it's the season did kind of the fall purge of my closet and you know getting all the sweaters front and center um i wonder if there's a way to sort of like Marie Kondo, you're, the shows you're watching. Because how I kind of think about it with clothes is like, okay, yes, this fits. It looks fine. But is there something else that I would prefer to be wearing? Mm-hmm. Kind of like, is there something else I would prefer to be watching? Mm-hmm. I wonder if you just didn't have it in the mix. Mm-hmm. Would you miss it? Like Kind of like your experience in New York. I think I would. Yeah. I, I just, I love TV. I just love it. And it's just, it's the thing that I, I don't really go out very much. I don't like spend a lot of money at the bar on the weekend. So I feel like... This is my entertainment budget for that's, my cable TV that's and my Netflix subscription, that's which reasonable. my parents piggyback off of. So. Uh, <laughs> what about your husband? Is he a TV watcher? Yeah, because he watches Jets games. Right. So we have the sports channels for him to watch Jets games. The only reason, when he moved in, I had a 19-inch television. <laughs> and uh, he literally couldn't even see the score of the game in the corner because it was so tiny from like the distance between the couch and the TV. That's amazing. So the first thing he did was bought a, buy a bigger TV so that he could watch Jets games. And I feel like eliminating cable would just sort of like defeat that whole process. I don't know, man.
we're going to end with reading, watching, listening, which is probably mostly watching because we're we're in hibernation and TV mode and we're talking about TV today. It's true. However, I'm going to do reading. I'm also going to do reading. <laughs> Never mind. Because we are learned ladies. Yeah, okay. <laughs> who read things and don't just watch TV. I mostly just watch TV. But I did read a book um, as... You're in a book club. Though. I know. Listeners will know that. And a lot, a lot of the listeners are in my book club. <laughs> so this month we're doing uh, Haunting of Hill House. Oh, yes. The book, which was written well before the series came mm-hmm. out last year. I actually don't know when exactly the book was written, but I feel like it was at least 40 years ago. Um, I just finished it. It was okay. <laughs> it was very different than the series. The series, like, I didn't... Did you enjoy the series? Did you watch it? I did. I watched the whole thing, which is shocking because I don't like scary things. Yeah. But I did enjoy it because the story was was pretty good. It wasn't just like jump scares and and like hokey stuff like that. It, right. The story was actually really interesting. And the book was completely different. Like in the show, the main characters are all siblings. There's th- uh, two brothers and two sisters. And in the book, they're not related at all. Hmm. It, yeah. And I just like, it took a long time for... Because the whole premise is that this house is haunted, basically haunting right. of Hill House. Makes um, but it took tracks. a long yes, <laughs> it took a long time for anything to really happen in the book that was quote unquote scary. Mm. And I always find that books that, that like horror, even like Agatha Christie books, the horror level is very tolerable. Yes, compared to what people will write and and do in film and television now. So I wasn't anticipating to be terrified, but I was hoping that it would be like a little bit more yeah. graphic. I guess I don't know. It was it was good. It was fine, but I wasn't scared, and I don't you, think I'd read it again. You are an enigma wrapped in a riddle. <laughs> I like You're, scary books. I hate scary things, but also I wasn't scared enough. <laughs> I like scary books. Like I read The Shining, and I really enjoyed it. You know what? I actually haven't read The Shining, and that's been it's on my list good. forever. And then this movie's coming out now. Yeah, I can't. It's called this Doctor Sleep or something like that. Or sleep yeah. doctor. <laughs> that doesn't sound scary at that all. That sounds, sounds like someone who I want to be my best friend. <laughs> the sleep doctor. Um, yeah. Anyway, I like scary books. Don't like scary visuals and audio. That's I understand that. Yeah. Um, although I would argue that imaginations are worse. Well, sometimes, but I can kind of. I don't know. Do you prefer to read something first or watch something first? Like things that have been adapted. I could go e- I could go either way because I'm not the kind of person who cares about spoilers. Mm. Like if you saw the last episode of Game of Thrones last night and you wanted to tell me all about it, I'd be like, sure, whatever. Later My on. memory is like a goldfish. I'm not going <laughs> to... You tell me anything. I For Hill House, to bring it full circle, yeah. There's I'm, it's been out for a year, but I'll limit the spoilers. There's a pretty intense jump, quote unquote, jump scare. And my friend told me what scene it happened in kind of at the beginning of the series and it was maybe three quarters of the way through mm-hmm. which is only like in watching time was like two days later mm-hmm. i had completely forgotten <laughs> and then it happened and i was like oh my gosh that's what she said happened in the car and, <laughs> and I, like it was the scene was playing out as she had described it and i didn't even remember she had told me this and then it happened and i was well in tears like, was, and she's like she warned me see my thing is is that i don't like picturing the actors who have portrayed the people in like when i watch oh, when you yeah <laughs> like when you <laughs> yeah you know so like yeah. when you read like you, gone girl after right. you watch the movie then it's like oh i just imagine this is and like if you read the shining now you all you're going to picture is yeah. is jack nicholson exactly yeah. which i, I kind of feel like it's the image like imagination mm-hmm. angle a bit um what are you reading i am reading a book so 
when I went to New York, I went to a bookstore called Books Are Magic. And I bought many much merch there. <laughs> many much merch. Um, but it's owned by a author named Emma Straub, I think is how you say her last mm-hmm. name, um, who I randomly picked up a book of short stories by her a few years ago and really enjoyed it. And then she's had two New York Times bestsellers um, in the intervening years. But I didn't have her first novel. So I bought it at the bookstore she owns because nice. it's a nice signed copy. It's mm-hmm. called Laura Lamont's Life in Pictures. Okay. What a charming book. It basically takes place in like the golden age of Hollywood, but it deals mm. with like, you know, she's rebranded from her like Wisconsin, like butterfed, like blonde girl to like a brunette screen siren and she gets oh, okay. a new name laura lamont is her new name that she's given by a studio and it sounds like a star is born like the original yeah one. it's very good and uh i can't believe no one's made it into a movie because i think it yeah would they be. have it's called a star is born <laughs> <laughs> um but she it really delves into not just identity but also family mm. which i like because a lot like unlike a star is born where you're kind of like well whatever because they got rid of that ant character from the 30s one, which is yeah. a crime. Yeah. Um, yeah, but you don't, yeah, you don't really deal too much with, although Bradley Cooper's, we're getting off track. And yes. Can, sorry, continue. Um, <laughs> no one cares about Bradley Cooper's brother in the movie A Star is Born. But she has, like, she had kids really young, Laura Lamont. Mm-hmm. So she's like balancing her acting career. And it's just kind of interesting reading a book about work-life balance that takes place in like the 50s but it's if, very charming if and good. this interests you i'm shocked that you have never seen the film funny girl with barbara streisand I ha- i've seen funny girl. oh okay sorry you're thinking of someone else in your life who has not I am. seen a great movie <laughs> right because it kind of reminds me of, of mm-hmm. that where you're like it's very career focused but also yeah personal life i like stories like that yeah it's a very charming book oh, babs. So i recommend and all her other books are very good too mm-hmm. and she has one coming out in may so Mm. Um, you can find everything that we've written, which is not books, but newspaper. But may as well be a book. But may as well be. I actually did the math once, and just from word count, we basically write a three hundred page book every year. (laughs) (laughs) Somehow that doesn't make me feel any better. (laughs) But you can find everything we have written at WinnipegPrepress.com. You can also follow us on social media. I'm at Jen's Ready on Instagram and Twitter, and I'm at Naira Rebel on Instagram and Twitter. And we will see you next week. 